Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Craft Brood Sports. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is my main man, Scott. This is Craft Brood Sports. Scott! Tap this cake of sports knowledge. You, sir, pump, and I shall pour. Indubitably. <laughs> Isn't that what you said the, the last time we got all fancy? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. I remember <laughs> shit sometimes. I remember shit. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, not much. Early week this week. We had to go early. Sorry. My 24 bad, whole hours. I think well, we'll, we'll you know, make it. It's different. It, it is it, different. It's, it's changed weird. things. Yeah. It's a weird feel. I, I remember thinking, oh, man, when I'm driving home, the cops are going to be looking for those Thirsty Thursday patrons <laughs> that are out driving. So need to, need to be extra careful coming home because I won't be one of them. They're all wasted, but, you know, I might get lumped in with them. <laughs> yeah, that's... uh. That's my bad, man. I'm sorry. It's all good. Family's coming in town this weekend, so we had to move the show up. So if any happy breaking... birthday, Jude. Though. Yeah, happy birthday, one Jude. years old, man. He's one years. One years. Wow. He's, uh... I hope he doesn't learn words from his father. Well, you know, I I'm an idiot. Is the problem there? That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, dude. He was crazy today. That kid was nuts. And I, I'm happy to report we tested things out before his party. We had a cake smash. And he, he did all right with oh, it. You don't get to practice the cake. It's not practice. It's his birthday. We we. Oh, no. Oh, so you just did it. We did it general. today. Yeah. Oh. It was like me and, and Yeah, okay. Well, Jordan's birthday was we the like, day here. before. So we just yeah. waited. So he didn't have a trial run. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For everybody who doesn't know, my son bitched out. <laughs> everybody was singing happy birthday. <laughs> and he just lost his shit crying. And I got it on video. I wasn't happy. I was like, man. <laughs> Was you just going? You're embarrassing yourself. Because <laughs> he was. It was more embarrassment for me. He doesn't know, but like, damn it, eat the cake, boy. You are embarrassing yourself. <laughs> eat the damn cake. Uh, my son was very timid at first, and then he realized that he could eat it, and was like, "Whoa, fuck!" Yeah, Jordan I think was I heard timid. It. That was his first word. He was like, "Fuck more cake." <laughs> Jordan was timid, and then ba- started bawling. <laughs> Got more timid. Oh shit! But it'll be uh, it'll be a good time this weekend. So yeah, one year old man got some pictures today. So we're pouring out some some beer for for Jude. Yeah, happy birthday to my boy! I feel proud. I'm a proud daddy today. What are we drinking today, man? NVP. <laughs> this one, uh, this one fits a little it does. bit. All right. So let's last uh, last week was the end of Black History Month, so we finished our Black Beer series. Got into March, and we figured that everybody was going to be like, oh, you're going to have Irish beers or yeah. something like that. Some Irish theme because you're lazy. And, and let's face what it. you'll do. There are not any craft Irish beers. There's some Not enough. There, to not enough to make a theme. Like, there's, 
at least what we can get in this area. There's Conway's Irish Ale from Great Lakes. Yeah. Which is an all right beer. We'd be forcing it. We'd be forcing it. Uh, Breckenridge does make one. That's who this who makes MVP is uh, Breckenridge. They make a uh, an Irish stout. Um, but I the way we kind of approached this for this month was one of the biggest Irish beers that everybody knows and associates with St. Patrick's Day is Guinness. And Guinness has a very specific characteristic. It's very creamy, which I'm going to laugh every time we say creamy throughout this month when we're talking about beers. <laughs> it's just a funny term. But we decided that to uh, to replicate that, we wanted to go with beers that are similar to Guinness without being Guinness. And we went with MVP to start with. This is our Nitro Beer Series. All the beers that we do will be Nitro Beers. Like do you WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Bischoff is coming on the right? show. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking cool. I wouldn't go with Eric Bischoff. I'd get uh, X-Pac to, to come on. He's all like drugged out and shit now. I know. That's why it would be really entertaining. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> you know who would actually be really cool, to, though, is Tony Schiavone, one of the announcers. Mm. He's, I think, he works for like Fox Sports South in some capacity. And I nice. saw him on Twitter, like, you know, because of the Braves or whatever, and he was talking to fans, just doing like a Q and A or whatever, and he mentioned something about wrestling and said, and he was just like cursing on his Twitter feed and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's not acting like just a regular member of yeah. the media. He's you know keeping it real and right. just being himself. <laughs> He'd be really cool to have on there. I bet he has some awesome stories. You think we can? Let's start tweeting at him. Let's start that Twitter campaign. Let's do it. Get him on the show. Shivoni. <laughs> coming on. We do have guests coming up. I'm pretty we do. pumped. I'm pretty pumped. But we'll get to them a little bit later on. So this is uh do you know about Nitro Beers, man? Another good. <laughs> what else do I need to know? Well the reason why they go with Nitro a lot you know, beers are obviously canned, bottled, or through draft with CO two. That's what gives it the carbonation. In Nitro beers they replace that with nitrogen instead. So oh, shit. I've never really given any thought you, about where they got the nitro it's, from. I thought it was just like cooler title. No, and it, and that's what makes it a creamier pour. Uh, <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> what? Uh, so nitro beers are, are a lot smoother. And it's kind of oh. weird because Breckenridge actually makes a vanilla porter that's not nitro. I think I've had their it's regular really good. vanilla porter. It's, it's super good. really good. So um, it's kind of weird to then have it on nitro. And I think that would be a cool test, too, is try them side by side and see which one I like. So, <clears throat> seemingly, then, you could have any beer as a nitro, then, right? Like, you yes. don't ha- it's not just strictly porter or strictly... Right. It works best with a dark beer okay. type. That's I was going to when... say, that's, I feel like the only nitros that I've had are all dark. Yeah, They're all very that, similar. Yeah, that's where it's it's a better format. But there are people experimenting with nitro IPAs. And gotcha. it's a mind fuck. <laughs> I think uh, Sam Adams has a nitro IPA, um, and actually, I think Guinness makes a nitro IPA now, hmm. which is that would be really. I don't. Weird. I don't want any. I don't to want have a Guinness, hoppy Guinness. I don't want Guinness to make anything. Like when they came out with their like American I was the Blondale. Like, Come on, Guinness, just fucking it's make what you good. make. No, it's disgusting because it's no. Not I don't Guinness. think it's disgusting. I just. I think it's gross. I <laughs> I think it's not Guinness. So you know, you. you Sip it thinking, okay, this is it has Guinness name on it, but it tastes nothing like a Guinness. So what am I actually drinking? Right. It's not a bad beer. There's just nothing distinct about it. And like, might as well drink something else. Right. 
So yeah, it's it's not it's not good. I don't I I only like like the regular Guinness the draft Guinness draft. That's Wait, what all. are the other? It's just I thought it was just the two. They've got uh, like extra stout is is one oh, of I don't the, think I've had the that. Guinness. Um, they I mean they make a couple, but everybody knows. Yeah, know, just straight up Guinness. Yeah. Is delicious. It's perfect. Yeah, there's you don't no need reason to, to fuck with it. No, it's been the same way for hundreds of years. It'll be the same way for a hundred more years. Like just fucking keep it, man. Don't. I get you're trying to get into the market, but you're, <laughs> you make your money come March. You know, right. <laughs> you have one month just locked down. And then you got assholes like me who are in the 80 degree weather in summer. It's like, give me a Guinness. It sounds fucking great. That's when I feel like those are the best, though. It's kind of like having a Corona in the dead of winter because you're like, I'm not supposed to be doing right? this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, what do you think uh, off the top of, of this uh MVP. Well, I'll save my thoughts for later. Oh, oh, interesting. But it's okay so far. Ooh, all right. Okay. Dum dum dum. Yes, that'll be okay. Let all the right. tension brew. Um, as always, we'll see how it holds up. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> you wanna you wanna upper deck it? Let's upper deck it. An upper deck, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. Log on to Audible.com. Sign up for a membership. Get your free auto book. Audible.com slash Sports. Yes. Go through our website <laughs> to do it for sure. But if you also happen to log on to just Audible.com, you can also do it that way. Yeah, but, but then... Go through our website <laughs> so we get the promo money and make everybody happy. That's Audible.com slash Sports. We're rewriting this shit for next week. <laughs> no more off the cuff. You could go to audible.com, but don't go to our website. (laughs) I think it's funnier this way. People remember Audible. I guarantee you when you hear that Audible commercial on Pandora, you think immediately of us fucking up a read and or at least you're just like, oh, isn't that what those idiots talk about? I've heard of Audible before. How do I go to, I'll just go to audible.com and then that that counts for them, right? I heard it from them. (laughs) No. No. Uh. So go through our website. Yeah, craftrootsports.com, audible link at the top. Free trial, 30 days. Keep it, don't keep it, cancel it. Get your free audiobook. Get us some money. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Thanks, Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. You get what you get. All right, moving into upper deck. Um, well, we always implore athletes to do some dumb shit. And it's downtime. Especially now. Right. It's downtime because it gives us something to talk about. And, well, it doesn't get much dumber than Amari Stoudemire. He came through for us this week. And you may remember that back in 2012, Amari was fined $50,000 by the NBA for tweeting a gay slur at a fan on Twitter. Well, fast forward to 2017, where acceptance and tolerance for the gay community has never been higher, unless you're Amari Stoudemire. Take a listen to what he had to say in a recent interview with an Israeli basketball website. I'm going to shower across the street, uh, make sure my change of clothes are around the corner, and uh, I'm going to drive, take a different route to the, to the gym. Huh? I mean, there's always a truth within a joke. That was Amari responding to wow. the question of how you would feel about having a gay teammate and having to shower with wow. him. Wow. Little extreme. <laughs> so let's let's start off with this. Here's my first problem with this. Besides the whole 
the premise of the really question for no up. real reason. Yeah, I don't know where the question came from, but they asked. So they asked like everybody on the team, right? So there it wasn't just be, a bar. I don't know if there's something going on in that part of the world right now where they're like that's a, a thing. Maybe an athlete had just come out. I don't know. Could but, be. Yeah. So. They asked everybody, everybody, no, no problem, no. Oh, no, I don't have a problem. And then Omari answers that way. Besides the fact that it's a fucked up thing to say, why are you showering across the street and then your change of clothes is around the corner? If you're trying to get away and you don't want the gay guy to see you naked, why would you <laughs> set it up where you Going have to go naked? Analytics you got to go naked around the corner down. to get your clothes. I didn't even think like, that far. <laughs> I just think that on its face, like, okay, in general, right? You go to work each day. I go to work each day. Yeah. I don't have to shower with any of my coworkers. Neither do you, no. I'm assuming. So on its face, the <laughs> idea of showering with, you know, your teammates, which are your, yeah. oh, your coworkers and that on its face is already awkward. Like, in yeah. general. Right. Straight, not straight, doesn't matter. Like, I, I yeah. love you, man, but I just don't, I don't really want to shower with no, you. I'm, like, I'm cool. After the show, never. you know what we don't do? We don't go upstairs and share a shower. We just don't. And I'm perfectly okay with that. And if anybody asks me, like, hey, you know, you want to shower with Mike? Nah, I, hard pass. I just don't feel like it. I mean, you know, we spend a few hours each each week recording the show. That's good enough. So I get it that on its face, it's it's a weird thing. And, you know, for your job, most people don't even have to deal with it. So if anybody asks you the question, I know it's sports, but you can already just kind of say in general, like, it's weird and no, I'd rather not do it. Whether or not a person's gay shouldn't change, like, your opinion of it just being weird in general. Now, to go the extra mile of saying, no, well, if it was gay... If it's a gay person, that complete changes, and I don't want to be anywhere near, and I'd rather shower on Mars. Right. It, that's where it makes it extra ridiculous. Because, see, if Amari was asked, hey, would you be okay, you know, showering with a heterosexual woman, he'd have no problem with that. Right. But it wouldn't be a teammate. It would still be awkward, just, you know, if you didn't, you know, know him other than just being, like, a, a teammate. But he wouldn't have a problem with that. Like, it's just, it's so weird all around when you take the premise of showering with a coworker. Yeah. So, okay. But looking at it from this way, they're coworkers, but that's like part of the job. Like, right. That's, that's in the job description. You know that going in. That well, you're going to have to shower with, with your teammates. He, he also, if he's that fearful or if that is such a problem. He could just shower at home. He could yeah, he just could. get dressed and go right. somewhere else and shower, like if he was that worried about it. But having showered around people his entire life and yeah. other dudes and never really like questioning it, I guess you could say, to all of a sudden find out and then be like, whoa, 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 no, I'm showering in another building. <laughs> that's where it's like, dude, come on, man. My my whole thing with, with the, whenever this question comes up and there's always, this is always like the go-to response for the homophobic people are like, well, I don't want him in my showers. I don't want to, I don't right. want to be in the same locker room as a right. gay person. They're not, gay people aren't looking at you. Like, why are you, I don't. That, straight people are looking at you. Yeah, I mean, it happens. There's, it's, like, there's, all right, you're, yeah, you're naked in the shower. I don't, I, I am willing to bet that a gay dude doesn't shower with his teammates and then goes home and is like, fuck, I'm jerking off to that tonight. <laughs> That's not happening. No, like, they don't. No, they no. don't give a fuck. They're that's, they're like, hey, we just had a game and I'm sweaty and I need to get clean and now I'm gonna go fucking put clothes on like a normal person does. Well, and 
Sorry, Mari, but I guarantee you showered with a gay person. Yeah, it's you, definitely <laughs> statistically. Happened. There's almost zero percent chance. Did you go to high school. Shower yeah, with you the probably gay showered with a gay guy. <laughs> there was probably one in your high school, man. And so, all the more reason for so fucking. It's all so the more reason for him to just be like, hey, you know, I, I wouldn't want to shower if I knew someone is gay. But hey, it's probably happened or it could happen. It is what it is. Go on with life. How are you in in this year? You said it in 2017, where acceptance of the gay community is the highest it's ever been. How do you not answer that question correctly every fucking time? Well, and even how do if you, you disagree with that life? Let's that's what take I'm a saying. Step back. Even if you're like, I am against gay people. I think it's an abomination. Blah blah blah. You take that stance. If you're that, if that's your mentality, how do you not still just go? No, nah, I don't have a problem with it, and then move on. Yeah. Well, move on. And that's for a person who hasn't been fined $50,000 previously for the same situation. Now, Omari also came out uh, yesterday and said, oh, I was just joking. He apologized, which is the same route he took the first time on Twitter. Interesting to say, (laughs) I was just joking. I'm sorry. After in your interview, you said, well, there's some truth in every joke. You dumb piece (laughs) of shit. (laughs) You can't take that defense after you say... Well, I mean, jokes are true. There's truth in jokes. You also can't take that stance if you like laugh right after you say anything. Right, right. You, you, everybody knows at that point yeah. that you you're, you're not being serious. So Ugh. yeah, just a major blunder, an unnecessary blunder. Like you said, could just leave it, or could just you know. He said he was joking throughout the whole series of questions that he got. He was like, I was giving joking answers throughout all Right, but that one specifically has been addressed before with him. Yeah, don't fucking joke about it, man. Just don't fucking joke about it. I don't... Stupid. Also, funny how people that think that never joke in the opposite way, right? You know, wouldn't you think you'd be like, oh, man, I'd love to have a gay teammate because i just go down on him right in the shower. Oh, man, you know, I was totally joking. Like, they never go that route, right? They go the complete opposite direction. So it's like, dude, that's how we know you have a problem because you don't actually, you know, you never take it the other way when you're right. quote-unquote joking. Yeah, it's, I'm never cool with it in my jokes. Right. Stupid. All right, so let's move on to uh, dumb fans. And apparently teams have dumb fans all over the world, not just here in the United States. So this past weekend, Crystal Palace FC... Their fans spray-painted a bus that they thought belonged to the Middlesbrough club, a football club, prior to a match between the two squads. Whoa. Yeah. Here's the <laughs> problem about that. So they spray-painted the side of the bus. Crystal Palace FC. <laughs> Fuckers. The problem is Middlesbrough flew in for the game. Uh-oh. And then they borrowed a bus. Oh, shit. From Crystal Palace (laughs) to get get from the airport to the hotel and the hotel to the the match. So to recap here, Crystal Palace fans spray-painted Crystal Palace FC on a bus that belonged to Crystal Palace. (laughs) Well, at least they already know whose bus it is now. Whoopsies. (laughs) (laughs) They they know doubly that it's their bus. It's it's estimated that the damages were about 40,000 pounds or 50,000 US dollars. Oh, cool. So they use Amari's fine to pay for that bus. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, 
how how much does it cost to repaint a bus? Yeah, apparently? that number like, that's, seems extremely that's really high. high. I feel like if I saw fifty thousand dollars, I need to get damage, in the bus painting business. <laughs> That'll be fifty grand. 50 I could do it, but I, I'm gonna need a lot of paint. Fifty grand. Look, man, you see all these windows? I got to tape all these fucking windows off. I can't do it for less than fifty grand. <laughs> that's starting price. It could be more. I know this is my hometown team. Uh, this is the discount. This is the discounted right. price. It's going to take a lot. $50,000. A lot of lacquer. <laughs> I got to prime it at least two coats <laughs> on this. Uh, Jesus. You want it done? You want it done right? Hit the grade. So I know like soccer hooligans are my favorite fans ever. I love soccer hooligans. Oh, God. There was a story a, a few weeks ago of a fan that punched uh, or threw a hamburger at a police horse yeah, at I've a soccer game. So they're yeah. just fucking crazy. My favorite soccer fans are in Eurotrip. <laughs> those, <laughs> those soccer fans were fantastic. Uh, just a straight stereotype of them. But I, I feel like but then stories like this come out and it's like, yeah, yeah it's completely pretty accurate. accurate. And let's not pretend like there aren't dumb fans everywhere around the world and every sport and yep. every country. But, man, soccer fans, they really... They really take the cake on some of the crazy <laughs> shit they do. Oh man, I the it's it's a dumb story. It's a short story, but it made me laugh at it how stupid funny. they are. Well, and it's not often that we've got two stories involving across the pond people. Hey, we've got some some listeners. We're going international there, with so. this shit. We're not we're not just keeping it here in the states. <laughs> but speaking of dumbass people across the pond, uh, hey Roger. Yes, you, Mr. Goodell. The Brits don't want the NFL. Nope. And that's not just because we're always exporting the shitty Jaguars over there every single year. We have more evidence this week. (laughs) Uh, Now, Saints running back Mark Ingram (laughs) tweeted out a photo with teammates Von Bell, Sterling Moore, and B.W. Webb, among others, when the group of six was denied entry to a club in Soho. Despite having reservations at the English club, they were told that they were, quote, too urban. And was thus not allowed in. Uh, they were referred to as Code six words. big, right? <laughs> Trump, Trump has infiltrated <laughs> England now. Uh, sh- Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> Everything's Chicago. Uh, anyway, they were referred to as six big guys. None of them is officially listed over six foot, so I don't know what their definition of big is over there. Drastically I mean, different from over here, apparently. Because uh, I'm 5'7", and nobody's ever called me big. Yeah. Not even my son. <laughs> He's like, Dad, you're little. Dad, Dad <laughs> damn it. I'm going to be like you, tiny, ain't I? Uh, He's like, Dad, you need me to get that off the top shelf for you? <laughs> Got this. Move. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so none of them enlisted six foot in height, and they were told that they're two urban. So much for the the premise that the rest of the world isn't nearly as racist as the U.S. Because two urban, and I didn't even know that there's like urban parts in England. What's what's urban in England? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> how how like, do you say that they're too urban? Yeah. You just straight yeah. stole that. I, you're too urban dictionary. I, I mean, urban. <laughs> I googled black people, U.S. Came up with an urban. <laughs> that's so lame. I don't. I 
like I know, I understand clubs have like dress codes and stuff, and, and they were dressed perfectly fine. And that's that was my first thought when I saw right. the headline was okay. Were like was it the dress code thing? And but again, like, it's 2017. Nobody's dressing like that, especially right. when you've got reservations to a place. That's the crazy. You're not going part. to a place dressed like all fucked up, right? The, you any club where you have to make reservations, you're yeah, you're showing off, right? And that's uh, how ritzy is this club that they're able to turn down six NFL players who are probably going to spend a shitload of money. I don't know, but they must be pretty well off. We to don't just watch your to... money. That's what I, it was. I figured it would have gone the other way with the racism. Like, oh, shit, it's six black guys. You know they're going to drop a whole <laughs> bunch of money. Come on in, fellas. Come on in. <laughs> Jack up the prices on everything. Tell them it's double. I mean, if they're going to go with racism, don't go with the one that cost you money. <laughs> it goes back to the same thing with Amari Stoudemire. Right. Go the other way with it. Yes. <laughs> Just do the one that won't make you look like an idiot. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. All right. Well, so that's a pretty dumb thing. And we've all done dumb things, right? Uh, but there's nope. a small few of us who can say their dumb mistake has been immortalized as a bobblehead. I need that in my life. <laughs> uh, Trevor Bauer, he can now make that claim that one of his dumbest mistakes his all-time low point is going to be immortalized as a bobblehead. So you may remember Trevor Bauer last year cut his finger in an accident with a drone before his start in the ALCS against the Blue Jays. He made the start but had to be pulled after just two outs when his stitches broke and blood started spurting all over him, which that was disgusting. Moron! <laughs> but this season, the Reno Aces, which... That might be my new favorite AAA team. That may take over the baby, baby cakes. cakes. It oh. may take over the Reno Aces. Come on, that's good. That's a good play. I feel like that's lame. I feel like they opened up the dictionary and were like, oh, we're going with up oh, Aces. All right, we're done here. It's Reno. It's Reno, Nevada. Like that's the Aces. I get it. it. I get it. I'm just saying they they didn't they didn't go very deep with that. I one. guess they could have done they, like they the should have Golden Knights. <laughs> They could have gone the Reno Flushes. That would have been a good one, too. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, Reno Aces. The Reno Whorehouses are legal. <laughs> they are the AAA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are going to have a Trevor Bauer drone bobblehead night on August 19th. Uh, Bauer pitched for the Aces in 2012 before he was traded to Cleveland. There's no image that's been released just yet, but Bauer has been a good sport on Twitter. Uh, tweeting out, quote, I may have to fly in for this. <laughs> Boom. Get it? Drone. Flying. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I get jokes. Your lack of response <laughs> is all we needed to hear there. I get jokes. And he also said, uh, uh, the, the Aces tweeted at him and said, you mad, bro. And he tweeted back, not mad, but send me one. So he's that's he's, probably not the response they were looking <laughs> right. for. They were probably hoping he was. Yeah, they were like, so. "Oh, we got him. This didn't work. <laughs> he's on board. <laughs> Fuck. I need to get this bobblehead. I'm looking at my collection right now, and it's missing a player getting hit with a drone. It's going to have real like live action blood squirting. I hope the drone is the only thing that bobbles on the bobblehead. That'd be kind of like, <laughs> like nothing else bobbles and then the drone bobbles and runs into his hand when he <laughs> bobbles it. <laughs> I think it's a... I love when AAA teams do this crazy bullshit like giveaway things. There was a, the Florence Freedom which is the independent team 
yeah. uh, outside of Cincinnati here. After Manti Teo got busted with the fake girlfriend thing, after that whole news broke, they did a Lene Kakua bobblehead night at Florence Freedom. And all it was was just an empty box. <laughs> there was nothing in it. That's awesome. Triple <laughs> A teams and like minor league teams do the best fucking giveaways to get people in the seats. They I like love to it. burn people. They do. They troll so hard and it's the best. Uh, but this one, if anybody is out in Reno on August 19th and wants to pick up a bobblehead and send it to me. Or to me and then I can lord it over Mike that I have one and he doesn't. Because <laughs> I don't collect bobbleheads. I enjoy them. But if this one means that Mike would be jealous of me, I'll take two. You dick. You're such a dick. Trevor Bauer. Drone bobblehead night. I have a, the. I don't know if you noticed the Albert Bell bobblehead that I have over there. You have there. an Albert Bell. Bobblehead? I have an Albert Bell bobblehead. Is he punching someone? No, he's. It's the where he pointed to his bicep after the oh, home run. Oh, that was awesome. When he hit the home run, and then in the dugout, he pointed to his bicep. They were yeah, claiming yeah, yeah, he corked yeah. the bat, and he said, "Cork this motherfucker." I'll never forget that as a kid. That was pretty. That's hilarious. the first time I could read lips. I think, and I was like, "Whoa, what did he just say?" Going that <laughs> the first time you could read. <laughs> But they, the Indians did a an Albert Bell bobblehead a couple years ago with That's him pointing sweet. to the, the bicep. I like that. It's a good one. There you go. Uh, so I got to get this Trevor Bauer one now. <laughs> well, last week, speaking of the MLB, we talked about rule changes. Uh, this week... The USGA, that's the Golf Association. Here you go, Joe. Pay attention. <laughs> and the RNA announced <laughs> some rule changes for golf in an effort to simplify the game for all you undignified assholes out there. <laughs> Mike and myself included. No, I'm a golfer, man. Oh, okay. Well, I was on the golf team in high school. Mike and myself included. <laughs> I stand by my uh, original prick. quote. <laughs> well, how much golf are you out here watching? A lot. All right. Well, that's backfired. Anyway, <laughs> so some of the rule changes that were proposed was were that a player will not receive a penalty if the ball or the marker is uh, accidentally moved on the putting green or the uh, or during the search of the ball. I like this one because how many times I've seen it where the wind kind of slightly blows the yeah. ball and they get a penalty stroke. I'm like, damn, right. that is shit. You can't control it. It's yeah. so frustrating. So getting rid of that is an awesome idea. Um, players can leave the flag stick in the hole while putting. I've never understood why it was necessary that it be removed, except for the fact that I feel like it's such a small area to begin with. But now it kind of feels like they have a little bit of a backboard. That's exactly why you get <laughs> you get like a backstop. Then it's like, I I think they this is a good change. But they should add a rule in a couple years where if somebody's going to do that with the flag stick in, they have to yell bank first. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, my next words are going to say the bank is open with, with this one. Uh, players may repair spike marks or other damage, including footprints on the green. No That's penalty. clutch because you you could be fucked. Like you can fix ball markers, but if there was somebody that had walked through your line and left spike holes, you were fucked. Right. Uh, that that one's a big deal because I. I I can understand why you would want to do that. Yeah. But being able to actually fix it now, because wouldn't that be a little bit of a strategy to walk through an area and... Well, it's a gentleman's game. Yeah, I know. You don't do that. Oh, uh, that was just my walking path, bro. (laughs) Totally wasn't trying to mess up your shots. Uh, You don't don't do that. But, I mean, it always happens where the group before you, they don't know where your ball's going to end up. So then you get a shot and it's like, oh... Now I'm screwed. <laughs> Last group of the day, you were fucked because every other group before you walked through all all over the green. You're, you're Shut it down better. Go first. 
No, those the people at the end were the ones that were better. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Got to even things up. Here's the one that I found the most interesting. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Gotta even it up. Hey, should have done better. Roll yeah, with the tide. Fuck them. Evens it up. <laughs> Here's the one I found most interesting, though. Players who have trouble in the bunkers, which if I played golf, this would be me. They can get relief. If you want now, in this proposal, they said that you can remove your ball from a bunker and place it on the fairway or the rough behind the bunker, depending on where the bunker is, and just accept, accept a two-stroke penalty. I feel like that's game-changing because Huge. I could imagine, like I said, if I was a golfer, I would find myself in the bunkers a lot, and I could just <laughs> imagine me being one of those people just sitting there hacking, hacking, hacking until you get it out, and eventually you're just like, F it! Just throw it out, <laughs> and it's after I've hit like 19 times anyway. So I think two strokes. I think this rule won't play too much into like normal week to week golf in the U- in the U.S. at least. But where you'll see this come into play big time is at the British Open because that's when they have like the gigantic bunkers mm-hmm. where it's like a five foot cliff right in front of the ball, and you're in the sand trap at the bottom. And the guys have to like hit backwards out of the bunker, right. or they're just like hacking, hoping that it pops yeah. over the lip. Like, this is going to be huge in the British Open. You're gonna, I guarantee you that's where you see a lot of guys take advantage of that. And to me, that, like I said, that's the biggest, most interesting one that I hope that they actually do because yeah. it, it and you take away a lot of time wasted from guys doing that where they're just sitting there hacking, 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 or whatever. And it's right. just... There's there's the awkward feeling of oh my god just hopefully he gets it out soon <laughs> this is just it's gotta suck and and I mean there's some strategy involved to a certain degree because if you're thinking about like I think this will make guys take more risks because if you're aiming towards that area and you're like well if I yeah. hit the bunker guys who were worried about getting it in the bunker and not being able to get it out one or two strokes now it's like hmm I could hit it there and worst case scenario I'll just take the two. And, yeah. And get out of there. Just be done. So it adds a little bit more strategy and hits. And like I said, makes guys take Well, the more weird rest. part, too, is that it says you can drop it in the fairway or the rough behind the bunker. So they're going to, like, if you get a, a lie that's just awful in the bunker, yeah. you can take the two and just put it in the fucking fairway? Immediately. That's crazy. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's where strategy comes, yeah. comes into. I mean, imagine if that's as far as you can drive, right? And you're okay. thinking... I'll hit it in that general area. And, and obviously, you're hoping you don't land in the bunker. But knowing that if you do get it in the bunker, worst yeah. case scenario, you just take the two and get it. Right. I mean, why not? It's pretty awesome. I, I'm I'm excited for these rule changes. And there's actually a lot of PGA professionals who are pretty pumped about them, too. Like Tiger Woods has, has come out and said that he's pretty excited to see them. Uh, implement some of these changes. He could be excited just like the rest of us and see the changes because he ain't ever <laughs> playing again. <laughs> well, he plays for a little bit and then he's like, oh, my back. Oh, shit, I'm in the 900th percentile. <laughs> uh, something's done. I'm done again. <laughs> Going home, y'all. <laughs> he goes with the Coach K uh, strategy. Oh, I'm back. And if this weekend uh, starts off great, I'm going to ride it out. Yeah. <laughs> but if it looks like I might not make the cut. Oh, oh shit. My knee. Oh, yeah. uh, my groin. I'm, I, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm going <laughs> I'm to go lay down or some shit. I don't know. My wife made me back into a tree. <laughs> it still hurts. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm excited, man. Uh, can we go golfing this year? Fuck no. 
All right, here's here's the rules that I used to play when I was in college with my friends who didn't. Here's the rules we're gonna play. Unless it says Mario in front of it, I'm not doing it. Let's go. <laughs> How about that? This was always fun. We would we would get each person would get a box of balls, and then you get a case of beer for your cart. Okay. And then you played until one of them was gone. So like there were times where we'd get eight holes in, and somebody was like, "I lost all my balls." We'd be like, all right, well, let's go drink then. And then we just quit and go drink in the clubhouse for the rest of the time. Fine. I feel like we're not going to make it eight holes with me. But <laughs> this, this maybe could happen. I mean, if you're really, if you're really, you just start chugging the beers and try to get those out. Because once you're out of beers, then it's like, all right, we're, we got to go. We can't, we can't <laughs> golf anymore. Right. We're out of beer. This is over. We, <laughs> we're going back where we could get more beer. It's a fun way to fucking golf. I'm down for that. All right, good. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, let's talk about beer news as we end up in deck here. So there's a new uh, Norwegian brewery that's been accused of blasphemy from Hindu organizations. Not an accusation that comes out too often. Blasphemy. But Bernstein's Brewery has an IPA called Bombay, which is an homage to the origins of of the IPA style. When I first heard the story, I thought it was Coach Bombay. Like when I was reading it, I was like, oh, they're going with Bombay. It's going to be Coach Bombay. It's going to be a Mighty Ducks themed beer. Oh. Nope. <laughs> no. This is uh, because IPAs were originally made, they were extra hoppy so that they can ship them to India. And then by the time it got to India, the hops flavor had subsided. Thus, India Pale Ale. Exactly. Um, so they, they kind of put a, an homage to India with by naming it Bombay. But the picture that they put on the label is an image of an elephant that has some jewels on his head. Hindu groups say that it's not just an elephant on the label. It's an image of Ganesh, who is the, the god in Hindu uh, in the Hindu religion. Bernstein's Brewery went into full vanilla ice deflection mode, claiming that the elephant on the label is not Ganesh, but is simply an elephant with a jewelry on its head. They say that there are several symbols that are included with drawings of Ganesh that are not on the label. Here's what they say. Ganesh normally has multiple arms and flowers, but those are missing from the label. So this isn't Ganesh. (laughs) A spokesperson goes on to point out that Ganesh is usually illustrated from a front angle, whereas the elephant on the label is a profile view. How fucking weak of an excuse do you have when you're like, no, they normally put flowers when they draw Ganesh, and this one doesn't have flowers, so there you go. It's not him. I didn't talk to Russia during the election. <laughs> I, I, I talked to them about an ambassador thing. That was totally unrelated. But I, I'm not going to investigate anything else. Oh, you mean that type of defense? <laughs> I mean, if it's good enough for an attorney general, it's good enough for a beer maker, right? Look at that. Look at we go topical. I didn't. I didn't know <laughs> what what you meant by the phrasing of your question. Had I ever talked to Russia? <laughs> no, I didn't I talk d- to Russia. I didn't know what you meant by Ganesh. <laughs> right? It's just just an elephant. It has similar features, but we didn't name it, so it's not Ganesh, right? Sure, it says Ganesh on a name tag underneath the elephant. That doesn't mean it's your Ganesh. <laughs> right. That's essentially what this brewery... It's fucking ridiculous. Again, it's 2017. Why would you Why would you even risk this type of shit anymore? Right, and it's you know? so easy to avoid something like that. All you got to do is change a couple things, and yeah. boom, you're good to go. Just put an elephant. If you want, it to, be, if you want it to be an elephant, just... 
have a full elephant sitting there, and they'd be like, maybe they were worried they were gonna offend the A's. <laughs> <laughs> the A's have the elephant logo. <laughs> maybe they were worried that they're gonna get caught up with the athletics. <laughs> Somebody Oakland's gonna be like, damn it, <laughs> we must stop production of this beer. That's our elephant. <laughs> Billy Beans, like, listen, you brewery in Norway, Norway, Norway. Norwegian. I almost said you, you brewery in Norwegian. Quit being Norway about this shit. Shit. Um, gas. That's going to do it for Upper Deck this week. Stellar. As always, brought to you by audible.com and by Compassion. <laughs> <laughs> and by future attorney generals everywhere. <laughs> Dude, what a week. You had a very interesting week. I did. This week. <laughs> Although I would have no clue about my interesting week had I not received a text. <laughs> so a little backstory on the story we're about to share. Um, I was sitting there yesterday and a good buddy of mine, Chris Proctor, texted me and was like, what's up with your boy Jerry, man? Why is he so weird? What the fuck are you talking about? Jerry Rice, of course. He's like. He's just so weird on Twitter. He just, have you ever looked at his Twitter feed? I'm like, I, you know, not really. He's like, I'm like, what, did he do something specific? He sends me a, a link to Twitter. And, of course, I follow Jerry on Twitter. Favorite player yeah. of all time. Yeah, that's Favorite your 49. boy. Yeah, my boy. Had a Jerry Rice jersey. Still do somewhere, <laughs> I think. I think it's buried in my collection of old stuff. But very much a Jerry Rice fan. I click on it, and it doesn't bring up anything. That's... <laughs> Kind of odd, but okay, whatever. Maybe the link's just funny. I go search for Jerry Rice. Nothing's coming up. I'm like, he's on Twitter. I know that. Why is the search working? Okay. Let me check uh, through the through the show page. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with my my personal Twitter page. Maybe it's a, there it is. Jerry's showing up. Uh-oh. Did, did I get blocked by fucking Jerry Rice on Twitter? <laughs> I open up the web browser because it had opened up just the, the Twitter app. Yeah. And I open up the web browser and hit it. And sure enough, this account is not allowed to read or see <sighs> tweets. Or this. Dude. Fucking Jerry Rice blocked me on Twitter. How? So let me ask you this, first of all. How does it feel being blocked by like one of your idols? I actually laughed. It was funny. <laughs> Can we let's let's back it up again? What led to this blocking? Because we <laughs> talked about this on the show. Yeah. We talked so about his... for those who didn't listen to that episode, and if you're like, "Why the fuck would Jerry Rice block your dumb ass on Twitter? You ain't <laughs> you ain't shit." And that's true. I ain't shit. So why would Jerry Rice block me on Twitter? Well, um, back on National Popcorn Day, which I think was beginning of February, end of January. I don't know, fucking know. It was random. What is it random? National Popcorn. Yeah, it was day. National Popcorn Day, and Jerry had tweeted out, "We all something along the lines of we all know who that Terrell Owens is the best at National Popcorn Day, and like you know, put up a picture of the time when he threw the popcorn at his face after scoring the touchdown when he was with Dallas. Ha, 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 ha. Funny. Yeah. This was at the same time when Jarrah's fucking Popeye's commercials <laughs> with the spinning pop or the spinning chicken <laughs> on the face mask was oh, making the rounds. <laughs> and, yeah, so this was pre-Super Bowl. This was, like, right around my birthday back mid-January. And so... I tweeted back at him with a gif of Popeyes, and I was trying to find the actual gif of Jerry with the spinning. Yeah. But there there hadn't been a gif made of that, so I just settled for just a generic Popeyes gif, whatever. Time out before you go on. People of this show, 
make that gif please yes somebody, somebody make, make that the gif, gif of him that's with the, the best spinning, yeah. that's the best All right, i was continue. actually shocked that it had yeah, how, been how made. is that not made that's unreal <laughs> so me. i tweeted back at him with the gif and said so what you trying to be the king of popeyes national popeyes day just <laughs> just a snarky little response to his <laughs> selling out for you know i didn't say you know it wasn't like i added hashtag sellout or you know and it said like made you suck i just said so what you trying to be the king of national popeyes day i got a few likes got some retweets i thought nothing of it i, I honestly didn't didn't think shit of it afterwards <laughs> Until I got the request to check out the Twitter feed and realized Jerry Rice must have seen that tweet and thought, fuck this guy, block, catch this block with your smart ass. So the Michael Jordan of football for me blocked me on Twitter. That's my favorite part is that. He saw the tweet, like he. Yes, he, he saw it. He had to have because there's maybe no other it's way to not just him. Block. Maybe it's somebody that runs his Twitter account for him. Could be, but, but I feel like all of his tweets are very like you can very tell... Popeye centric. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you can tell when certain people run their Twitter feed versus when it's just a generic. That's thing. a good point. It's like Trump. I was going to say we know, you know that... that motherfucker is the one who pulls the trigger. <laughs> nobody know. else tweeting from that account. But Donald Trump. Oh, yes. There's a, there's a Trump tone, a Trump font. He exudes Trumpiness from his Twitter account. And Jerry, for, you know, what little, you know, he seems kind of goofy on Twitter. It's, it's kind of like old man off. Like yeah. You gave Twitter to somebody who's Jerry's age and right. let him go with it. You just see these <laughs> random puts, tweets. Puts on the glasses. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know what would be funny? If I tweeted out this and you see it, you're just like, that's not really clever, but okay, whatever. And so, when, you know, like this tweet in general, it's just, oh, you know who the best national popcorn day is? Terrell Owens. Ha, ha, ha. Like, okay, cool tweet, Jerry. Thanks. And whatever, I mean, you know, I never really thought anything about it. I don't think I've ever tweeted at him except for this one time, and boom, hit me with the block. <laughs> now, also, I didn't know prior to that tweet, like, because I think we talked about it on the show, and we surmised, like, why would Jerry be doing these commercials? Like, is he broke? Does he need the money? Because it's just not something that you'd think at this point in his life, too. Why is Jerry doing Popeye's commercials? If he's doing it in his playing days, whatever. Wouldn't right. think shit of it. But former athlete, second-rate national brand of chicken. <laughs> at best, second-rate. <laughs> what? What's the connection here? Like, why, why is Jerry doing this? He must be broke. Must be a payday. It's it turns be. out that that's actually true. Like he's paying so much in alimony. I found out, and like, holy he's, shit, he's hurting for money. And so that was the reason. But I didn't find that out until after I tweeted him. Would I have tweeted that him if I know? I don't know. I'm always one for a good joke, and I didn't think it was that incendiary. So that's a thing. I didn't think like, anything of not, it. I, so that that leads me to to the point. Like I think athletes have way too thin a skin when it comes to Twitter. Public figures in general. Yes, very accurate. Uh, that's a very accurate statement. I've been blocked once on Twitter, and it was by Greg Doyle, who's a writer uh, for, I think it's the Indie Star or something like that. I will say I've been blocked one other time, but I think it was nothing that I did. I think it was just me being a member of the media. I got blocked by a Xavier player. Yeah? Yes. Can you guess which one? No. 
CJ, well, when I tell you, you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson's Twitter feed, if you've ever seen it, is very just hood. Yeah. To use a. It's a a little urban. It's a little urban. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very urban Twitter feed. And so I think, I I don't even know if I tweeted at him or anything like that. Like, I think I might have just had mentioned him in a tweet or something. And I think he recognized that I was part of the media because this was when I was on the air all the time. And I think. And I and I know I wasn't the only media member blocked. I think he just for he just blocked that, media. Yeah, for that reason was just like I don't want any of this stuff getting put out there on TV or anything like that. So just block everybody in media. So that was the only other time that I know for a fact that I got blocked by like somebody like that. I don't understand the notion of blocking somebody. So I was blocked by Greg Doyle, who's a writer for I think the Indie Star. He wrote an article about Notre Dame, and I I came back because it was a dumb article. It was a stupid piece and i kind of made fun of him for it <laughs> and he blocked me with no response just blocked me that, which that's the thing with jerry like there's no yeah there's when no you don't response. even give a response yeah. like i would have respect more for the block because i think it's funny that he yeah. did it if he had just been like hey you know what fuck you how much money are you getting for commercials you ain't right, doing exactly. and then blocked me i would have been like damn jerry because yeah, then you can't me. even respond back <laughs> yeah, like that's and that's a power move down anyway yeah. you're just like oh damn that's a power move greatest ever just told me to shut the fuck up on twitter <laughs> and then blocked me like i got nothing instead Ooh. had no idea for weeks Ooh, especially if he added the hashtag blocked at the end of it <laughs> yes. like, that, that one hurts <laughs> right that cuts deep instead it was just random had i not gotten this tweet i would still not even know right now that jerry so I don't, but I don't understand. Super bitch move, Jerry. So you you block a, an account from tweeting at you. Okay, cool. They can't see your Twitter feed ever again. Do people not realize it is free to set up a Twitter account? <laughs> like if I really wanted to see Greg Doyle's Twitter account, I just create another Twitter account and follow it and see everything he has to say. Right. It's the dumbest thing. To and me. I can go from the Craproot Sports page yeah. and see. Everything I don't I don't get blocking, but to the the previous point, athletes and like you said, like general famous people need to stop being such pussies on Twitter. Right, like you are gonna have people that don't like you. It's gonna happen. Well, and even and even just people like me who are out here just for a general joke. I, I yeah, wasn't, I wasn't trying to be all up in Jerry's shit. I wasn't going. I just. What you trying to do? <laughs> Be the king of Popeye's Day. Like, it was just a stupid little <laughs> cheesy joke. Like, it's funny, but it wasn't even anything. Like, like, it obviously cut deep <laughs> with Jerry. <laughs> Enough know. so that he was like, oh, this motherfucker got jokes like, about my Popeye's? I'll block his ass. I feel That'll like teach Jerry you. Rice just searches his mentions for Popeye's. And it's like, right. block, 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 block. <laughs> right. Even if people are like, hey, Jerry Rice, thanks for the tip. Popeye's is awesome. He's like, you said my name at Popeye's block. <laughs> Block. He doesn't even screen it. It just Popeyes and my name is going down. I, I just assume one one asshole made a joke, and I just assume all of y'all are. So y'all catching these blocks? Even if he's like, he just doesn't. I think he just is not proud of the Popeyes. He's so pissed off. And anytime, even if people are like, "Dude, this is great. Thank you so much." He's like, "I don't even want to be reminded that I did this right, shit." Block, yes. block, block. It's one of the lowest points of his life. So it's just like, don't acknowledge, don't use me and Popeyes in the same sentence. As far as I'm concerned. That never happened. <laughs> Ain't no fucking Popeyes, but money, bitch. Uh, we will. I'm going on the record right now. We will never block anybody from the Craft Brood Sports account. That's ever. the thing. I've had people. I've gotten into arguments with people. I have no idea who they are, and it's gotten to the point where I'm like, man, you are fucking stupid. Just leave me alone. 
never blocked anybody because I'm like, what's the point? They never came at me yeah. except for when they thought there was something that offended them. And so we have this conversation or whatever. I'll never talk to them again. It ends there. And two, I guess I just don't care enough to block somebody. I, That's I, my thing. I'm, <laughs> I, I really don't. Plus, I would think it's funny if you're that pissed off to like attack because I'm you know, I'll tweet at people and say things, especially if they're, you know, write something. It's like, or the other day I retweeted something from a guy who said something about a, a draft move that the night, or well, it wasn't a draft move. It was the, it said 49ers fans don't realize that, you know, Chris Kirk cousins would be the best wide or, or the best quarterback that they've had <laughs> since Jeff Garcia. And I, I retweeted it. and was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Yeah, so what? That that's factual. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Right. Kirk Cousins is a terrible quarterback. And I just I just retweeted and said it's you know, it's this type of thinking that's just dumb. Blocked. Know? Like Yeah, well and no. Eventually he tweeted back, Well, who would you rather have? And I'm like, Absolutely nobody if it means that Kirk Cousins is the alternate option. Like, yeah. I don't – just saying that you have a quarterback isn't good enough. Like, right. Uh, and, and, and a quarterback that's better than the previous six or seven that you had. Like, oh, oh, right. So, Ask the Cleveland Browns how that works. Yeah, out. I mean, it, it just doesn't work. I tweeted back and I'm like, I would rather have nobody or I'd rather have one of the retreads until this team builds itself back up to the position where they're ready to win or close to it. There's no right. point in trading for a guy that you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to. And this is totally off tangent, but this, and I just, you know, and no, I, I, like I tweeted. It. I like it, but I'm blocking you right now. <laughs> I tweeted all that stuff back at him. I'm just going to mute your he, microphone. You guess what he said? <laughs> Nothing. He didn't of course not. Any, he yeah, didn't say anything back Because you can't respond to that at that point. Right. I, all I know is that people on, on social media need to realize there's going to be people that poke fun at you. They're going to crack jokes right hell i've had people poke fun of me i'm okay with it it's whatever i get it every single week from listeners of this show i take a <laughs> beating joe <laughs> we'll get into a little bit of a burn of the week this week uh already joe who's a loyal listener and has burned me several times his, i love joe his dad burned me this week oh shit sent a picture he tagged me in a picture of uh the Indians in the Reds spring training game. The Indians won like eight to two or something crazy like that. And he was like, "Yeah, Mike, I love that it's spring already." And had a picture of the final score. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, first of all, it's spring training, so let's <laughs> let's relax. It's spring like game. It's like game. It's game two of spring training. Not even like deep in spring training where it's like there's still cuts have the been starters. made. Yeah, it's." <laughs> So it's game two of spring training. So let's ease up on the, uh, <laughs> hey, second of all, the split Reds, squads. The Reds are really shitty. Like our our major league team is going to look like a triple A team. So the spring training team looks like a high school roster. Like it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. The team will be lucky to win 60 this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm realistic. They're going to be shitty. But fucking, so Joe and his dad now have, have burned me like, Joe's dad gets the burn of the week. I don't even think he listens to the show. But he, he was just like, hey, Mike likes the Reds. Hey, you suck. Check this out, bitch. <laughs> but and it, like, I feel like if, if he had done that to an athlete, an athlete would be like, blocked. Right. Fucking disappointed. Well, bullshit. there's all sorts of people who are quick to... I'll tell you another funny story about one time that I got burned and there was shit I could do about it. Uh, Bamani Jones. Uh, Bo. One night had He's tweeted... 
Oh, he's quick with the block. And and actually, when I look back on it, I'm like, man, I guess hey, I didn't really say anything inflammatory to him. But he's quick with the block, and for good reason, because I'm sure he takes so much Ooh. more shit than I can ever imagine. And he, I see some of the yeah, stuff Yeah, some of the stuff he retweets, I'm like, Ooh. oh, people say that? Right. <laughs> but one night he had tweeted, he was tweeting about something Tom Brady related. And you know, I can't resist a good time to rib Tom Brady or talk shit about Tom Brady. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, I disagree. And I said, Mr. Giselle and his Uggs, like basically just <laughs> shitting on Tom Brady. And it wasn't, I wasn't even expecting a response. Like it wasn't really a responsible thing. I just like, I disagree with whatever he said. And, kept, and he retweeted me and said, Twit pick your girl, Holmes. <laughs> I didn't have shit. Because at the time, single guy, love life was for shit. Was probably on like a year long banging drought. I'm like, gonna die. It Holy was shit. awful. And he hit hit me with the twit pick your girl homes and it was just the mic drop moment. I didn't Man. have shit. I remember like laughing and tweeting back like, ha Yep, you got me on that one. Like, and people were all retweeting and talking shit, and like that was the first time I experienced where like random people were tweeting. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, got him bowing all this shit. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> he did. Oh, that's cold. It was cold, cold, but it was true. It was just like, yep, don't talk shit. He's banging Giselle. What do you got? Wow, man, that's I rough. Nothing. That is rough. But you know what? I was like, I didn't get all like, oh, well, fuck you, Bo. And yeah. Like, I'm yeah. going to do that. Then I, my girl has nothing to do with what I think about Brady. Like, I didn't go. I was just like, damn, you got me. Yeah, right. Good point. <laughs> Moving on with my life. Here's, here's what I think of. Every time somebody gets blocked, I think of that story that we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, who was it? Was it Elway that went back in in the Twitter feed and found like a tweet from like a year or two ago when he drafted somebody and was like, Oh shit! I don't remember. I that think, sounds like uh, something Elway would do, though. I feel like it was Elway. I may be mistaken on this story, but I feel like he went back in a, a in his at mentions and was like, and yeah, then go like <laughs> resurface of the from two years ago and was just like, how'd that work out? And like, <laughs> if you block somebody, you can't fucking do that. That yeah, is right, such a bad. Right, right. I mean, it's petty as fuck, but it's a badass move if you got that like favorite aid ready to go. <laughs> like, Three gonna years from now, this one. three years from now, this is gonna pay off, and this motherfucker is gonna feel stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't even remember that. <laughs> oh shit! Well, anyways, moral of the story: don't be a pussy on social media. That's. that's... I, I mean, if it's Jerry, lighten up, bro. Yeah. I mean, if times are that tough, yeah, at least you can do is laugh about it, right? All right. So here's my prediction: when we tweet out this episode on Saturday, when we tweet out the link to this episode. Let's mention in the description that you were blocked by at Jerry Rice and tag him in it. And my prediction is he blocks the Craft Brood Sports account. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no like, doubt. Scott tells the story of how at Jerry Rice blocked him. And then he'll be like, yep, this one's blocked too. <laughs> There's no doubt. I fucking love it. Uh Let's. We haven't done a story about this guy in a long time, man. It's been a long time since we hit us with the. I can't even. I fucked it up. Yeah, and it's did. been so long. It was your shit. You originated that. I too. did. I you did. It, it is. It's but up, but but up, but cap. cap. Yeah. yeah. My bad. I went early. I went early. That's no Shocker. surprise. But up, but but up, Merlin. So the news this week is that uh, Cap will no longer kneel. For the, the national anthem. It's done. His 
his protest is over, I guess? Well, his new agents announced that he will not sign it. Or he will not sit or kneel or anything. He will stand. They just said he will stand for the national anthem. So why do you think the change? Well, first of all, plain and simple, he's a free agent and it's a business thing. Going into this year, knowing that there's a lot of, especially the owners around the NFL are like squeamish about bringing a guy like that in and... You know, it's kind of like the Tebow thing. Do you want the circus that comes with signing that guy and all the backlash that you get or the potential, you know, news crap that comes with it? Or do you just want to own a team and not have to answer those questions? The disappointing thing to me, though, is everybody said at the time, like, well, he's a he's just a backup. He's trying to get attention. And, you know, and and it seemed like even when then he, he became a starter and it seemed like this was a principled thing for him. And he was standing on his principle, and I thought that was respectable. Right. Like it or not, whatever you your feeling was on yes. on his on how he chose to voice his concerns over our country, it was respectable that he stuck to his guns and went and followed up with, you know, additional things and donating money and, and mm-hmm. reaching out to different organizations and working with people who disagreed with him to try to come to different conclusions to to rectify the situations. But he kept up with what he started off doing. And now it's like he's a free agent and he's going to back off. And I think that's disappointing well, to me as somebody who kind of respected the move. Well, that I, that I was say, like, okay, that's that's pretty cool that you stuck to your guns through all of that, through all the shit that he took. I mean, there were people that fucking hated him. Right. And still we hate did him. that story with Buffalo yeah. earlier in the season. There, yeah. I mean – all burning. the shit he took on road games, yes. and even even some home games. I mean, there were plenty. Right, of fans there's people booing him in every single stadium, and he was a hated figure, and he stuck to his guns. And I thought that was respectable. And now that it's like, hey, if you keep this up, you're probably not going to get a, uh, you're not going to get signed anywhere, or uh, you can you can cave, for lack of a better word. Well, okay, you, the cave, and that's that's the only problem. Obviously, I supported it. Still do. Cave is kind of a loaded word because it assumes that he's just moving on and ignoring it and not doing it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I should say I that. Say, I don't think he's done with the. I will say that. Okay, it's definitely job motivated, and that's fine. Like that kind of makes sense because if you if he realizes that he's not going to get another job or potentially couldn't get another job based on this, fine, adjust it to a little degree. the The problem I would have with it is if he completely backs off of it altogether. Like yeah. if he, if he decided, cause think about it, if he's at a point now where, so the whole, this whole entire year he did that and there was all this conversation or whatever, right? No matter what going into next year, there wouldn't be any more conversation. It would just be, Oh, this is the, the new norm. Essentially it, bec- what becomes taboo is all of a sudden normal. Right? So if he goes back to standing up, it almost does has the opposite effect to a certain degree because now people will go back to talking about, oh, well, now he's standing up. And for a little bit, you get that buzz or you get to talk about why he's standing up and it'll rehash the story. So it, all, it almost serves as a dual purpose. It brings it back to the surface. Whereas if he kept kneeling, nobody's really talking about it because – that's old news. It's something else. Like it's a new year. Nobody's even acknowledging anymore that, Oh, Hey, he's kneeling. So it becomes this old thing, but you would have a point, And I think the overall larger picture of everybody being disappointed would have a 
more impactful point if all of a sudden he doesn't do anything. Now, he hasn't said that this is going to stop him pushing for his cause. Right. So, and I don't assuming, think it will. I don't yeah, think it's assuming stop. that he's still doing everything, I don't have a problem with him doing this to get a job because, I mean, you know, you could only do certain things. Like, they only have enough impact sometimes for, like, you know, it's kind of like a shooting star. Like, it's like, you see it, then boom, it's over with. And you got to move on to the next thing. Now, who knows? Maybe he'll do something else in a similar vein, or maybe he'll do something else that you know, gets people talking. I, I don't know, but I don't have a problem with him necessarily saying, all right, I still need to do this because think about it too. He, he only has the platform if he's playing in the NFL. That's if he's true. Just an average guy. Then it doesn't carry the weight. And he risked that to make this point, but he's also, he also still needs to have, it. but that's my, so that's my point. He risked it. He, he knew that, I mean, the Niners could have cut him. It it could have been done, right. you know, last year. So he risked his job in order to do this. And now that the job is on the line, if he potentially continues to do it, he's he's backing off of that. I think the the only the thing that could save this for me is if he says no, I'm going to stand, and then a team signs him, and then he's, and still, then he's like, he's still "Fuck kneels. you, I'm kneeling." This is- well, the only thing about that is that he just then they're like, "Oh, he's a liar," and then he gets cut, and then yeah. all that goodwill goes away. Right. Away. So I don't expect that, but uh, I I expect- no, but that'd be funny as shit. That'd oh, be a sweet be troll move. Right, it would be. That was my first thought. But too. a team would be like blocked. You're- yeah, a team would definitely block him. <laughs> but I think that. As long as he's still out there at the forefront of the movement and he's still, you know, doing things that mean he donated that money and he was out there, you know, advocating for the cause. It wasn't like, you know, everybody tried to do that and shit on him and say, well, you know, what's he going to do now that he's he's just going to kneel? And then he backed it up. So assuming right. that he still backs up his cause and still does things. And I mean, really, at the end of the day, is it on him to I mean, he can't really fix the problem. No, he can't fix it, but he did kind of put himself in as like and the he, face of the movement, right? He, like, and he, he did, but he put that on himself. He he's also carried it a lot farther than anybody else that's has ever carried. Very true. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way, he's done his job, and that's not to say that he still shouldn't try to do as much as he can wherever he can. But I mean, he's not a politician. He's only one guy, and Maybe he's that's what done. He do. He's a done Run for office. Uh, hey, and maybe maybe that's his ultimate plan. Maybe maybe this is setting up that someday yeah. he's going to go into that avenue and say, right. "Hey, you know, I made those moves and, and with an idea and a look towards the future that I was going to eventually affect change directly." Yeah, and I'm running for office, and maybe he doesn't win because of whatever. But then at least, <laughs> hey, he's. Because too know. many people, because he's too urban. That's yeah, because he's too urban. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all the autumn pets. This, this whole episode might just be called callback because we just keep calling back to the same jokes <laughs> too <urban>. over and <laughs> over. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, I get what you're saying. I understand. It's it is disappointing though to see him kind of because it feels like he's backing off. And you're right; he's probably not going to stop with with what he's doing and the money he's donating. It's and kind the, of a catch twenty two for him, though. Like I said, yeah. on the one hand, if he keeps doing it, it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything. And plus, if you go down, you know, with the, a sinking ship, where it's like, well, I'm going to do it to the all the way through, where I don't have a job and all that other stuff, and then I don't have a platform, or I can, you know, ch- switch it up, 
stand, but yet still be able to accomplish my goals. And again, like I said, there's going to be an initial thing. Like that first game, all eyes are going to be on him and see if, like you said, he's like, oh, wait, is he going to defy everybody? Is he going yeah. to do it? He said he would stand. Is he going to stand? I mean, no, everybody's going to be watching to see if he There's got to be something that he does. I, I feel like there has to be something. And hey, all they did was announce that he's standing. He could do something else. It's true. Maybe he's he standing could do on something. his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he could do something that's maybe just viewed as less controversial. I mean, yeah. you know, who knows what that... I can't even think of anything that that would be at this point that would have as much of an impact. Yeah. But who knows? It'll be really interesting to see. Um, I have a feeling I know our next Cap story. That's a while, uh, It's a ways away. Right. We got, we got a few months to get to <laughs> I was going to say, we don't have to worry about that until at least the very first, uh, you know... Preseason I guess game. preseason game, yeah, because I was like the first, training camp almost, but I'm like, no, training yeah, camp, they don't have to worry first about First, we got to make sure he gets a job somewhere. True. That's that's True. step number one. Right. This could be all for naught. <laughs> he had a decent enough numbers just on Look, the Cleveland. That somebody will sign him. Cleveland the needs the a fucking situation quarterback. The NFL is fucking terrible. Yeah. So somehow, someway, he'll be on somebody's roster for a preseason. I'll tell you that. Right. Much. He'll at least get. He'll at least get invited to camp. He's, right. he's going somewhere. Oh, shit. Hey, uh, so there was some... We wanted to get into some hockey talk. Ah, yes, we did. Patrick Subban. Hockey. Right. We've got a lot of hockey fans that listen to the show. At least and we two wanted that to, we know of. <laughs> right? We, we wanted to... Uh, Dip our toe back into the <laughs> the hockey pool. We've done it once with a <clears throat> hockey centric episode, but we wanted to yeah. dip it back out there. Um, so I like. By the way, before we get into this, I like that Tyson uh, got a burn on both of us when we talked about our numbers from February. Which thank you to everybody for oh, an awesome month. Yes. Huge. Shortest uh, month of the year, most listens. Yeah, we had it. Uh, it was great. Mile. It was great to see that come through. We were hoping for 500, and you guys blew that out of the water. So thank you very much for listening, for sharing the episodes. It's fucking great. But Tyson came back and was like, this is awesome. I'll get to say I remember listening to them when they talked about hockey that one time. <laughs> <laughs> so is this that one time? Yeah, pretty much. The one time for 2017? Uh, yeah, this might be it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I saw earlier that uh, Patrick Subban of the Predators, he got traded there in the offseason from the Canadians, and tonight was the first night we're recording on Thursday versus our usual Friday. So the Predators were going to Montreal to play against the Canadians, and it was the first time for Patrick Subban against his old team. And I... You know, I th- saw it earlier in the day, and I was like, that's pretty interesting, because being one of the few brothers in hockey, <laughs> I know who Patrick Subban is, <laughs> and I have a rooting interest for Patrick Subban. <laughs> and, uh, plus, and just generally, you know, the, the little bit of hockey that I know, I did know that he was, you know, a, a pretty good player in the league. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's no nobody to just turn your nose up at, you know. So he's a household name, not just for Canadian fans, but in the sport. And I even remember texting one of my buddies who's a super hockey fan and a Canadians fan as soon as this deal happened. And I'm just like, this is a total ripoff, right? Like they, they didn't get enough for him. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I barely know hockey and there's no way that that deal <laughs> was fair for, you know, like the, the predators just stole him away. Right. And you know, him being a Canadians fan, he, he was kind of torn because he was upset that they didn't get a lot, and he was also upset that 
Superman was gone, but he understood the deal long term for the yeah. franchise. I guess he he was supportful in that way, but he wasn't happy in general. Um, but I, you know, I also heard then on my way to do the show tonight that they gave him a video tribute honoring his time up there, and uh, the crowd gave him a standing ovation, and that's pretty cool. I think that's so. That's one of the coolest things to me. I feel like this happens a lot in hockey. Like the fans are hockey fans are fucking super great. smart. They're yeah, well, and they're they're just great fans. They they are. they respect the players. They respect the teams. There's they, a lot of loyalty. Yeah, and I I think it's really cool to hear stories like this where it's like, hey, this is this guy's first time back, and we're gonna right. And now and it he was moved to tears. By the way, Subban was like crying. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, he was in tears when they traded him. Like he Probably. was he was very proud of yeah. being a Canadian. Like he wasn't it wasn't a situation where he right. was wanting to go and hoping that he got moved. He, you know, it was the Canadian's decision. I don't know. I can't remember if he was even consulted not that they often consult right. the players about hey would you like to be traded but i mean i don't hey, think it was how do you feel about... i think he was kind of blindsided by the whole yeah. thing it wasn't like there were rumors or he saw it coming so uh but just to correlate this to something else like you'd like to see something similar for a player like brandon phillips the first time they play the reds you know he is a fan favorite and had a lot of good times, was a very important part of the successful teams in the recent history for the Reds. And I feel like, you know, something along those lines when the Braves come to town yeah. would be cool for, you know, Brandon Phillips because he meant a lot to the city and all intents and purposes would still like to be here if yeah. things all things were equal. And I don't know that you'll see something like that just because baseball's not I think the they'll. Same. I think there will be people that give him a standing oh, ovation, I, but I it won't be like be the, the Reds won't give him a tribute. There right. won't be anything like that from yeah. the, the. And that's the craziest part to me, and the, and the coolest part of the story is that they're the organization was acknowledged what an integral part he was to right. the team, and, and that's they're fucking the ones cool. Who initiated that's really the fucking trade cool too. Yeah, it wasn't you know a free agency thing where he, right. he decided to go. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't Durant going back to Oklahoma City and getting a video <laughs> tribute. You know, this was them Durant. trading him. <laughs> and so, you know, it's nice to see. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the obviously Phillips is different because he had to agree to the trade and he's at the end of his career. Right. And so it's not, you know, the, the dynamics aren't completely the same, but it would be cool if they did something similar for – a player that, you know, meant as much to the city as, you know, Subban did to the Canadians. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Let me ask you this, though. What do you think happens when Phillips, and I don't mean to turn this into a baseball discussion, but you got me thinking about this. What do you think happens when the Braves go to St. Louis to play them next year? And Phillips is oh because of do the, they the still blood, do they there? still boo Brandon Phillips because oh, they yes. booed they booed Brandon Phillips every time he came up to the plate yeah. in St. Louis I I feel like that St. Louis they'll still harbor that grudge even though there's no bad blood between Atlanta fucking and St. St. Louis, Louis fans. Saying. fucking St. Louis fans. <laughs> which is so funny because I don't have any problem with St. Louis fans I know <laughs> that. The Reds and St. Louis <sighs> don't get. Yeah, they're I know. Worst. I understand it from my perspective. <laughs> from my perspective, they're much like the Steelers, though. I just look at it from an organizational perspective, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Really wish I could be, you know, really wish that the Braves in more years were like the Cardinals and the way they operated. They always seem to just be one step ahead. Right. And just like the Steelers, where you're just like, damn it. 
really wish my organization ran like that. And, <laughs> right. You know, you didn't have these long, long droughts of futility. Well, that's why I feel. That's how I. Feel but I don't directly Cardinals. have anything against the fans. Like I don't. I don't root for a NL Central team. So I don't have. I, like I understand why the the bitterness between the Cubs and the Reds and the Cardinals. Like I get. Why yeah, there is that hatred there, and the same thing with you know the Bengals and the Steelers. Like again, if you're an interdivision rival and you right. see, you don't see it from the generic, like I'm just a generic outsider. Like I don't care what the Steelers do to me; they do everything right. Like, yeah, and their fans, whatever. I don't run into them enough. I don't care. They're probably <laughs> assholes, just like I know Cardinals fans are. But I just think of it from the organizational standpoint. Ah, shit. There's the, the organization that does everything <laughs> right. <laughs> Wish my teams could be more like that. Yep, and they're not. Yeah, Ugh, not even yes. close. <laughs> but anyways, to tie this back to to hockey, I think it's fucking cool, and I'd like it to is. see this translate to other sports. I'd like to see other sports start doing this. Huh. I'd like other sports fans, the, the the sports that we root for more closely. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Basically, NHL and or yeah. N- 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 NFL and MLB. The fans to be more educated and more loyal, like yeah, because hockey, hockey fans are fucking they're they're good they're good fans they are. Uh, quick check in on our teams that we are supposed to be following this year: the Avs and the Red Wings. Yeah, so they're the Red still Wings, doing terrible. Red Wings are in last place in their uh, in their division. <laughs> They've the got Avalanche, sixty points. Avalanche are too. Yeah, uh, for the first time in anything, and I I know I will admit I have not been watching hockey. Like I should have been, like yeah. this whole like we like said the we point were going of this to, was. yeah. But now I might, and here's why: the the Red Wings have it's 60- on Pornhub, and you've figured it out. <laughs> no, but I'll figure out a way now. The Red Wings have sixty points, last place in their division. They're terrible. They're not. They're not good. They just had a fire sale at the trade deadline. But the Abs only have thirty seven points. So for the first time over. in craft brood sports history, I'm beating you in something. I'm going to take this as a W. Right. I know you. Here's where I'm going to twist it on you, though. I'm actually beating you at being worse. So no, you're get not even the fuck good enough. No, here. you're not even good enough to be get worse. The fuck you're not rooting for here. a worse than te- a team than I am. That's, I'm wearing. That's I'm rooting bullshit. for a worse team than you. That's a like, bullshit. That's bullshit. Hey, let's get an update on uh, you uh, and your your bets. My Speaking bets, of being yeah. worse than what me. city were we in last? I didn't. Seattle? I don't even remember. Oh, that's right. It was Seattle. So. I got one response. Before we get into that, though, we got a couple voicemails this week. Oh, shit. That's much more important. Let's yes, the, voice, the, voicemail. the voicemail inbox are always open. Uh, it's always open. 440-37-DRUNK. Hit us up anytime, 24-7, whatever you want to talk about. So we got a call from Whitey who wrote he, – he gave the idea. I'm sorry, he didn't write it. He gave the yes. idea for the bet. Segway Whitey was the one perfectly. that – Yeah, he came up with the bet of, hey, when Mike loses – Scott, you should write a personal ad for him. He didn't phrase it like that, but no, he but that's have. what the yeah, that's what it was. So Whitey left a voicemail message, and it was really nice. His company is getting opening day tickets, and he asked if we wanted uh, to get in on this opening day discount. Oh, shit. Then he ended his voicemail with this. By the way, I I really love uh, I really love all the talk about BBC, but uh, I don't know why you guys are hating on it. Sherlock's a fucking awesome show. <laughs> Wow, I don't. Know. I don't think anybody was hating on the BBC. Uh, there's been some hate on the BBC from you. I've had to. I'm the one that has to see them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, don't lose a bet. <laughs> That'll teach you. 
But uh, Whitey comes through again because he left a second voicemail. He called back. He oh, realized shit. he realized there was something else that he needed to say. And Whitey came to my rescue here. He gave me a little bit oh, of uh, fuck. he gave me a little bit of something to help me out with uh, with the rest of this bet because I have I have to respond to fifteen more of these messages. Um, We're only boo-hoo. five deep. So Whitey, being one of my best friends and, and one of the best people in the world, okay, get to the damn came up with an right. idea. <laughs> Hey, it's me again. I just had uh, a tip just in case you're you're running into uh, uh, a lot of uh, pecker picks. Um, <laughs> usually, what I do is I have a pair of googly eyes that I keep by my computer that have like rubber cement on them. And when one pops up, I just pop them up right at the top. And that way, instead of looking at a dick, I'm just looking at a hairless snuffleupagus. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Well, Dan, <laughs> that was quite the description. <laughs> a hairless snuffleupagus. All right. I'll never I'm look so, at Snuffy the same way. I'm so glad I didn't let you listen to those before the show. Damn. Because your face just went, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, never uh, thought of it like that. Whitey, thank you for that tip. I will. <laughs> I'm gonna get some googly eyes because this week there was one response from Seattle. Uh, all it was was a dude that responded to the ad saying "Hey," and then it was a picture of his dick. <laughs> that's, that's all it was. No stats, nothing. Just hey, here's my dick. <laughs> so. Uh, Fifteen more to go. Uh, no, fourteen now. That was oh, number. Oh, that, that was, was number 15? six. That was number oh, six. So wow. I have fourteen We're more to on go. Up the charts. Yeah, but only <laughs> one in Seattle. So, <laughs> uh, where do I go next? Uh, next week, I for picked the Seattle last time, right? Yeah, you picked Seattle. We went West Coast again to Seattle. So, where have we done already? We did Atlanta. We did Atlanta, San Francisco, Seattle. Atlanta. Uh, uh, Atlanta's the same city as the one you mentioned. <laughs> go ahead. Jesus. <laughs> Buffalo is where I was thinking. Oh, that was yeah, the first so we week. We did do Buffalo. Uh, so uh, do we go Do we go to Sepan's? Uh, is that where we go? Since that's, that's where we're talking about? What are you talking about? His current team? Yeah, current team. That'd be Nashville. Yeah. Then? Yeah, yeah should let's we do, do Nashville. Should we do Nashville? Swing it out to the Midwest from Seattle. Do Nashville. See, all right, we'll see how Nashville treats me. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be the same as what I've been seeing. Just, hey, here's my dick. It's <laughs> pretty much all this is. I've learned one thing. Mail for mail Craigslist ads are nothing but just people being like, here's my dick. You want it or not? And if you say no, they don't even respond. They're oh. just like moving on to the next one. We should send this to Mars Stoudemire, see what he thinks about it. <laughs> Speaking of callbacks, if we, uh, if we could do this, if we could do this ad in Israel, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm a big Amari Stoudemire fan. Uh, <laughs> here's my dick. <laughs> Ask him what he thinks about this. You know, I might not be getting enough uh, responses because I don't have a picture of my dick in the ad. I feel like that's why I'm only getting one response a week. I feel or like two you should responses. make that happen. Nope. Uh, not oh. going to do that. Not going to put out a picture of the old. Suggested. Well, maybe I'll just find a picture of a dick. <laughs> just put some a Googleable dick. dick? Yeah, it's just a, a googly dick. <laughs> 
uh, a googly tail. <laughs> wow. Maybe we'll see. I mean, Whitey says he comes across him occasionally. Maybe he could just uh, can I ask forward why? me one. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to know how he. Ca- I mean, he's come up uh, come across enough dicks to have a solution for it. All right. Well, before this goes off the dick rails even more, how about we consume it or can it? Let's do that. I can't breathe. Uh, hey, who's consuming a can? It brought to us by. Uh, it's brought to us by Firefan. Go download the app or not, whatever. Fucking, <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's Firefan. Download it today. Firefan, code word craft beer, all one word, capital C, capital B, whatever. Uh, so I'm I'm finished these early. I wish I would have got. It comes in a four pack, but there's there were 16 ounces, so I thought we'd be fine doing two each. But they're only five percent. They're yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, ABV. I was just gonna say. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really hit too hard. Um, I finished these early. They went down very smooth. I paced myself, but yeah, it's not because it wasn't good. So I'm, I'm gonna can it. Really, I'm gonna can it because the I feel like the nitro takes away the flavor. There was nothing for me in terms of flavor. I felt like I was, I mean, there was like a little bit of a porter flavor and then nothing. I had no aftertaste. I didn't taste any of the vanilla. I didn't taste anything. It was, and, and I've had the vanilla porter before and it's been amazing, but I, I didn't like it with the nitro. It, it took everything out of this beer. Hmm. So I'm going to can it. I will agree with you on one aspect of it that when you use the nitrogen, it does, it saps some of the flavor. Out of yeah. It. That's what you get a lot of that foamy taste and it right. just I, I feel like it the beer itself would do better without having any type of flavor like i think that's why guinness yeah. is awesome is because it's not worried about the the flavor it's right. not you know oh it's guinness coffee flavored whatever you're not thinking about it it's just here's this beer yeah that here's this stout that has nitro <laughs> nitrogen in it and that's that's it and with this you're expecting you know the vanilla flavor and you can smell it. You can taste it just a tiny bit, but it's only very fleeting. You don't yeah, taste the vanilla throughout. And you're right. Uh, I've tasted other vanilla porters where you know it tastes like you're sucking on a vanilla bean the yeah. whole time, which is not a bad thing. That's good. Right. I, I want the vanilla flavor. Uh, that being said, I'm going to consume it. I actually enjoyed the beer. And even though I couldn't taste the vanilla throughout, I just thought it was a smooth, you know, drink like it this. is really smooth it's, yeah it's, that, that's my favorite part about it is that it's a very smooth sipping beer like there's nothing yeah. there's nothing about this beer that makes me feel like there's it's not high in abv so i don't feel you know i barely feel any type of buzz um it's not gonna get i think people one. noticed that this episode that we this may have been our soberest episode yet it could have been they won't notice it by all your fuck-ups that you had throughout that's at, just me Atlanta being twice within like, that's just me seconds. being dumb that's just Touché. i'm just a dummy <laughs> that's not Fair people enough. need to realize like there's times when i'm drunk where they're like whoa yeah that, he's drunk and then there's times where it's like mike's an idiot right and that's there's true. more of mike's an idiot than mike's drunk they they are very they overlap However, I was gonna say when <laughs> when it is when combined Mike's a drunk idiot, it is gold. When it their is powers <laughs> combine. Anyway though, I consume this beer because again, it's a sip of beer. There's just nothing <clears throat> very special about it. If you're looking for something fancy, eh, this isn't the beer for you, but 
It's a good beer to just sit and enjoy. I think if it, if it was a higher ABV, I probably would have been more on board with it. Yeah, because I think I, that could have boosted its overall yeah. profile for sure. Like if, if because it's not offering much in flavor, you think add a little bit of ABV to yeah. Let me spice let me get up. fucked up on two, and then I'm gonna <laughs> right. and then I'm on board with this. But the fact that I have to have all four of these in a night to probably feel anything, yeah, that's eh, meh. We sound like some real drunks talking. <laughs> Man, if I gotta have more than four tall boys I mean, to feel yeah. something, <laughs> Jesus, fuck that. But it's, I mean, it's, it's true. Like I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good beer, and it does say on the can, silky smooth and sessionable, and it is sessionable. You can have a bunch of these and still be okay. Absolutely, and and that is a plus. But it it just didn't do it for me. Uh, Man, Fair enough. Disappointed. I feel I'm disappointed because I I was looking forward to. I can two in one month, which was the highest. You can two. You can two in your month. month. Yeah. Whoa! 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 <laughs> whoa! Back the fuck up. This making uh, Kazuma Cannon brought to yeah, you by Fireman. Out of that. <laughs> brought to you by Fireman and Mike. Fuck it up. <laughs> and racist Mike. Alrighty, man. Oh shit! This is a fun episode, man. We got—I mean, we got serious at times in this one, right? We got not Jerry so serious. seriously blocked me from Twitter. I still can't get over that fact, man. It's funny stuff. It's the best. I love it. I love that. I own the man's me. jersey. He right, blocked so me on Twitter. Here's what we're gonna ask: We've got a large contingency of San Francisco listeners on this show. For some reason, San Francisco people are blowing we this up. We could not figure that shit out. I don't get it, but I love it. You and, Tweet at us. You in Boydtown, uh, Boydton, Virginia, thank you for, for listening. But San Francisco people, tweet at Jerry Rice. Ask him to unblock Scotty K underscore Jr. A- a- ask him why, besides the <laughs> obvious me being a smartass. But just just, like, hey, just be like, hey. Wasn't that kind of bitch made, Jerry? Hey, yeah, Jerry Rice. No, don't get blocked back. Don't, don't want to <laughs> say that. Just be like, hey, yeah, Jerry Rice. How about you unblock at Scotty K underscore junior? He he does a great podcast. Listen to the podcast <laughs> and you'll change your mind. He's a he's basically telling you don't be a bitch, Jerry Rice. Oh, wait, don't. Anyways. It really is, uh, though. This has been uh, Craft Root Sports. Thank you guys for listening. As always, follow us on Twitter at Craft B Sports. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior unless you blocked him already. Follow me <laughs> at Mike Berlon. Hit us up anytime you want. 440-37-DRUNK. You can tell us about the googly eyes you put on dicks when they pop up on your computer. I don't get We'll play it. Obviously, we'll play whatever. So hit us up. Cheers, everybody. Don't block me. Use a bitch. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com.
Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Exonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.